Attention all business owners. Are you tired of managing your finances and taxes on your own? Let the experts at 1-800-TAX-MASTERS help. Our team of experienced professionals offers a range of services to help you keep your finances in order, from personal and business tax returns to monthly accounting, quarterly, and annual tax planning, and virtual controller and CFO services. With our virtual services, you can get the support you need without ever having to leave your office. Don't let taxes and finances stress you out any longer. Visit www.1800taxmasters.com today and let us handle the numbers so you can focus on growing your business. And welcome to another live episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E. I have a very special guest. He's a, a, a leadership coach, an executive coach, mindset coach. He's, he's got a great story to tell. I'm excited to have him on the show. Welcome, William Attaway. Hey. Hey, hey how are you? So I'm great doing... to be. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. How are you doing today? So far, so good. All right, all right. So let's just get into it. Uh, tell, us, tell us a little something about your background and what made you become a, a leadership coach. <laughs> You know, I started as a student of leadership, actually, when I was 15 years old, I was invited to my first leadership conference. Uh, A teacher saw something in me that I didn't see in myself at all. And I heard and I learned and I was hooked by the power of what great leadership can be, can do, can accomplish. And I also saw the shadow side of that, right? What happens when you don't have good leadership? And so I've been a student of leadership for decades and moving into the business world and leadership there and then into the nonprofit sector, leading in the local church. I have the opportunity to coach leaders on both sides of that, both in in the for-profit business world and corporate America and in the nonprofit, in the church world. And you know what I discovered is that leadership principles are transferable. No matter where you are, no matter where you're leading, there are principles that can help you lead better. And that's why I've been coaching leaders now for over 20 years, helping them to get better where they are. So so what do you think are the essential qualities of a great leader? You know, I think the number one thing I would put on that list is what I call the non-negotiable of catalytic leadership. If you want your leadership to make a difference, then you have to model and exhibit and have a teachable spirit every single day. That's something that you can do for free. Every one of your listeners or or viewers can do that for free today. You can choose to have a teachable spirit, no matter the context, no matter the circumstances or the situation, in every meeting, in every conversation, in every environment you're in, you can choose to be the most teachable person in the room. You can say, hey, you know what? I can learn from anybody in any situation. Sometimes I might learn what not to do, but that can be incredibly valuable. I'm going to be the most teachable person. That, to me, is the one non-negotiable to truly be catalytic as a leader. It's it's funny that you mentioned teachable. Um, so prior to me doing, well, because now I do live, mm-hmm. but prior to that, I was strictly audio. But before the lives, I was pre-recorded and, and video. And then before that, I was just strictly audio until I had... Um, a coach and his wife on uh, their brand and strategist and all that. And they're like, so you don't do video. And I'm like, Oh no, not yet. I'm not prepared. I'm still getting ready, but I was still, I was using StreamYard to record yeah. the interview, but just the audio part, I wasn't recording the video. And they're like, okay. 
so so you don't do video and i'm like mm, no nah, nah. and then the third time she they he he goes he asked me the same question i'm like i do now and i press record <laughs> and he goes see you're coachable i like that he says <laughs> he says, you're you're willing to listen and learn and understand but i understood why he was asking me he was like why don't you do video basically is because this is another tool you can be using that's right that i wasn't taking fully advantage i was already using the setup yeah why not take full this is basically this is what he was telling me why not take full advantage of everything you have yeah absolutely and, and i was like makes sense it's absolutely absolutely right I, this, there was no reason i shouldn't have been using video i, I was already using the the setup so i, I needed to I needed that episode. So there's episodes that I need myself yeah. to help me grow. And then there's episodes that listeners tune in and like, oh man, I needed to thank you for I'll get an email or something and they're like, thank you. I needed to hear that episode. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think that's the mark of a teachable spirit. What you just what you just said. Like that episode, you could have said, No, I don't do that. No, I don't do that. You just kept saying it. Like double down. No, I don't do that. No, it's just audio. Yeah. But instead, you say, hey, maybe there's something more here. I love that. I love that. And I think that's the mark of a leader who wants to make a difference. I really do. So how, how can leaders be more intentional in their actions and decisions? Mm. You know, I've, I've, I've watched and studied and worked for a lot of leaders and I've coached more than I can than I can tell you. And one thing that I have learned about leaders, I've never yet met one who woke up one day and said, oh, wow, I'm a fully mature, developed leader. I've got all the skills I need. I don't know how that happened. I just woke up today and here I am. Doesn't work like that. They had to choose to develop those skills. They had to choose to grow and develop. They had to be intentional about it. And so that's one thing that I talk with leaders about frequently. You're not just going to wake up one day and be where you want to where, where you want to be. You have to choose to go from where you are to where you want to be. You have to be intentional about it. You want to grow. You want to develop. You want to be a better leader tomorrow than you are today. Then what are you doing today to prepare yourself for tomorrow? That takes intentionality. It is not going to happen accidentally. Okay. So can you share a couple of tips on how a leader could build a strong team and foster a positive team culture? Sure. I think it starts with the environment. I think it starts with who you are as a person. You're going to model for them what you want them to do or be. For instance, if you're, if you're modeling personal development and growth and your intentionality to grow as a leader, well, then you're going to be talking about the books that you're reading. You're going to be talking about a podcast that you listen to that you found really helpful, that really challenged you like this one. You're going to talk about a conference that you're going to go to, and you're looking forward to learning from, from this person or this person who's going to stretch you and help you to grow beyond where you are. Those type of comments and conversations are culture creators. But it starts with you as the leader. If you're intentional in your own development and growth through all of those things and more, if you talk about the coaching that you have that helps you and ask you, the coach who asks you questions that really stretch you, that really make you uncomfortable, but help you to grow, then when you as their leader start to ask them questions, they're going to think about that. 
They're going to understand you're doing it for their benefit. You choose the culture that you have. You're either going to have a culture you chose on purpose or you're going to have a culture that you chose by not choosing. How, how important is it? How important is that mindset and leadership and how can leaders cultivate a growth mindset within their team? You know, mindset is where it all begins. I believe that that a leader's mindset is absolutely critical to their leadership ability, capacity, and legacy. You want to make an impact? It starts between your ears. It starts with how you are going to think and, and learn and grow, because that's what people around you are going to pick up on. They're not going to follow just what you say. They're going to follow what you do. And what you do starts with your mindset. Are you going to have a mindset that is what is called a growth mindset, where you understand that that you can grow, that you can get better, you can learn, you can develop, and then sky's the limit. Keep going, keep growing. Or are you going to have a mindset that's more fixed? Or you say, hey, you know what? I've only got so much capacity. This is the best I can do. This is all I can do. I'm just wired this way. This is just how it is. This is how the circumstances have made it. That's a fixed mindset. That's not helpful for anybody. Then you are a victim of your circumstances. You're a victim of your past and your history. You're a victim of what is going on in the situation. I coach leaders to have a growth mindset so that they understand they can grow, that there's no such thing as a wasted experience, that everything can be used for their benefit and for the benefit of other people if they have the right perspective. And that's where a healthy mindset comes in. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's definitely, it's helped me develop as a podcaster it's Mm -hmm. me wanting to grow and develop and and only way that that was going to happen is by me learning by me connecting with other people learning asking questions being able to have these conversations to be able to speak to experts like yourself have been doing this for over 20 plus years and it's these conversations that are helping me every day I love doing my podcast because yeah. of the fact that I get to grow as an individual, yeah. but I'm also putting out some great content. I'm also, I, I have some great guests that have some great content that, that needs to be shared. Mm-hmm. So with me being able to share it at the same time, learning and growing from it, it's, it's, it's a win-win for me. So I get, I get to do what I love, which is podcasting, yeah. but at the same time, I'm also learning and developing and growing and helping myself as well as other people out there. Absolutely. I feel the same way about my podcast. Like I get to have conversations with people that benefit me, but then I get to share those conversations so they can benefit other people. How much better does it get than that? Yeah, it doesn't. There's not, I, it's been great being able to just the growth of my podcast when like starting from audio to pre-recorded to now live, because I started doing a, a live show of, uh, I was, I started doing my friend's live show and I, I enjoyed the, the chat, mm-hmm. the, 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 the interaction with the audience members. And that yeah. was something that I was like, Oh, this is cool. Yeah. So when I started doing my lives and people come to ch- chime in and ask questions, it was a great experience. It was something that I enjoyed doing because it was just the evolution of, from where I took my podcast to where it is now yeah where i'm i'm enjoying doing the lives 
it saves me in a lot a lot of things. It saves me on editing, first of all. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> if it's not, it's done, it's already done. It's like, hey, there's nothing I can do about it. That's right. But but it's like I said, it saves me in editing time now. But I also get another perspective because sometimes the guests have some wonderful questions. Mm. And it's just, and sometimes they ask, they, 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 um, sometimes they just say things that are just, wow, some, they, they, they leave some great, some great comments and stuff like that. Yeah. So for me, it's just been being able to grow with my podcast. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I wish I, anybody could do it. It was just, but it's, it just shows that if you want to improve, you really have to change your mindset. You have to really focus on like, because if you would have asked, asked me four years ago, would I, I would, would I be where I'm at right now with my podcast? I would, I would laugh. I'm like, podcast? Oh, please. Yeah. And, and to be able to improve in these three years that I've been doing my podcast from where I first started to where I am now, it's it's it just shows the growth you can if you go back to my first audio podcast and you listen to the one i just released on mon on saturday you will be it's night and day absolutely well, i think you just keyed in on it you know growth happens on the other side of change right you had to go through a process of learning evaluating adapting and changing in order to grow and now you've got three years of track and experience where you have developed and learned and grown. And the end result is better product, right? You're yeah. producing something now that, like you say, is night and day compared to where you started. That ought to be how every leader operates. If you lead the exact same way you did three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, something is wrong. And that something is your mindset. But that, that's, that's that's how a lot of jobs are. They they don't they don't even, they don't <clears throat> they don't. I guess they don't. Like you said, if you're still thinking about the same way you thought five ten years ago, sometimes at these jobs that the the mindset that they had is from the beginning of the from the company, sure. and they haven't changed much. But people have changed. Yes, they have particularly the last three years. Yes. 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 They have in the last few years. It has been a, a big shift. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think, you know, when you're in, when you're in an environment like that, that is resistant to change of any kind that they're not asking consistently, how do we make it better? How do we make our culture better? How do we make the experience for our clients or customers better? If they're not constantly asking that question, that's what I call an unhealthy environment. And that's not a place where people are going to want to stay. No, not at all. So what what are some common mistakes that leaders make and how can they avoid them? Hmm. You know, I think one is, is not exhibiting the teachable spirit we started talking about. Yeah. Thinking that you already have all the answers, you already know how to do this, and you stop learning. When you stop learning, you start to drift. You're not moving in an intentional direction anymore. You're just drifting. Well, what I know is that you never drift into excellence. You always drift into mediocrity. 
And so that's a mistake people will make in, in leadership. They will, they will at first have a learning curve as they learn to lead, but then now yeah, this is more comfortable. I kind of got this now. Then they start to drift. And if they're not careful, if they're not intentional about continuing to grow and develop and learn, then they're going to drift right into mediocrity, which is where so many are. I think there's a better way. That's one big mistake. Another big mistake is devaluing the people that they lead, seeing them as, as cogs in a machine or people to, to accomplish tasks instead of seeing them as real 3D actual human beings who have hopes and dreams and a life outside of the office or wherever they work. When you begin to value people, you, you, you see a response from them where they lean in. People, people want to be valued. When you don't value them, that's one of the greatest mistakes a leader can make. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, okay. How, how does, how does a leader balance their personal and professional lives? How does a mm. great leader effectively balance both? Mm. That's the question of the hour, isn't it? I think with, with COVID and the work from home and all the, the, the challenges that has brought where work for so many is just down the hallway from the living room, <laughs> and, or maybe it is the living room. Yeah. How do you turn it off? And how do you balance it in a healthy way? You know, there's a lot that has been said and, and can be said and still should be said on this. I think that that one thing to bear in mind is that you need to you need to start from where you're leading. You need to start as as the point leader of your team to say, hey, I want to model this and I want you to model it. Right. I want you to model it for the people who are looking to you. It, it, it trickles down. If the point leader or the team leader or department leader does not have a healthy balance in their life, then that's going to trickle down too. You get to choose. You get to decide the culture you're going to create. Uh, one of the things that I think the last few years has really taught us is the importance of this. And with, with the shift to a lot of people working remotely or working from home, their number of hours at work hasn't gone down. It's gone up. You know, they traded the commute time now for more work time. Guess what? You decide what goes on your calendar. You decide the boundaries. And, and, and choosing healthy boundaries for your life, whether it's I'm going to have time where I'm going to focus on making sure I have physical health, where I'm, you know, exercising, I'm planning meals or, or whatever it is. I'm not just grabbing what's quick and easy, which is usually not good for you. Instead, I'm going to be intentional about that part of my life. That's part of balance. I'm going to be intentional about the relationship if I'm married that I have with my spouse, right? I, I want to make sure that I'm making time, not uh, you know, well, well, we'll figure it out. You know, catch as catch can. <laughs> That's a lack of intentionality that will come back and bite you. I promise 100% of the time. If you have kids, same thing with your kids. What's the relationship with your kids like? Are you intentionally investing there? Are you making intentional time? You get to decide again. And, and all of these things contribute to the sense of balance in your life. I often use a tool called the wheel of life, which has every part of your life on it, right? Your relationship with your spouse, with your kids, your work relationship, your financial relationship, right? All of these different pieces of your life. What is the health of each one of these spokes on the wheel? And you rate it on a scale of one to 10, one being the center, 10 being the outer part of the rim. Well, when people start to rate this, they're like, okay, well, this is a three and this is an eight and this is a six. 
Then I connect all those lines and say, okay, now imagine driving on that wheel. What's that going to feel like? Well, it's going to be kind of bumpy. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So why don't we smooth that out? That is balance. That's learning to have a balance around understanding that every part touches every other part. You can't isolate. You can't compartmentalize one part of your life and say, well, that's not going to touch anything else. That's not true. It's all connected. All right. So how, how do, how do, um, how do leaders handle conflict and difficult conversations effectively? The short answer is directly. <laughs> a friend of mine says that bad news is not like a fine wine. It doesn't get better with age. Uh, and you know what? That's true with difficult conversations too. Too many people dodge the difficult conversations because they don't want to have them. They're uncomfortable, they're unpleasant, and they fear what the consequence is going to be. Here's what I know, though. Dodging a difficult conversation never, ever gives you the results you want. So how does a good leader handle it? Directly. Kindly, but directly. Clarity is kindness. Okay. Yeah. So can you share some examples of how you've helped leaders overcome challenges and achieve their goals? Sure. So one client who, uh, entrepreneur, who started a business and was really good at what he did and started to find success, had to hire people to help him. And all of a sudden now he's got a bunch of people who are around him who are looking to him to lead. Wait a minute. I didn't sign up for that. (laughs) I signed up to provide this service. I didn't sign up to lead a group of people, but that's where you are now. Now what? Well, you need to understand that leadership is a skill and like any other skill, it can and should be developed. And so what I've been able to do is help him to grow, to intentionally grow and develop skills in leading so that he is able to lead his team at a much higher level with a much greater capacity than was true previously. Another client is in the academic space. Right. And what she discovered was that that she was now in a role that she'd never been in before leading a team. She'd never done that before. What do you do now? Hey, you know what? You got to start where you are, not where you think you should be. So we begin and we say, what are the areas of primary focus that you want to work on? And then we're going to grow and develop those areas very intentionally in a very focused way over a period of time. That's important. Another client, a government contractor, right? A C-suite leader. And he really struggled with the capacity of his team. His team had had hit a ceiling, it felt like. They couldn't really get past that. And so I worked with him on helping him to increase his capacity as a leader, which then, again, trickles down to the team level. And what happens over time? That team now has a far greater capacity than they did before because the leader has a greater capacity than you did before. Always starts with the leader. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, what, what are some of the most important lessons you've learned on your leadership journey? You know, I think one would be what we what we started with, which is the importance of a teachable spirit. I think for every one of us, we we start by, you know, copying leaders that we admire or respect when we first step into a leadership role. Maybe somebody we've worked for, maybe somebody we admire from afar. And that's understandable at the beginning. I mean, we all we all have been there and done that. The problem is when you stay there uh, and you just become a bad copy of a great leader, <laughs> that's not helpful for anybody. Uh, and so I think I think one thing was to understand a teachable spirit in the right way, not 
becoming a carbon copy of somebody else, but becoming a student of exactly how I'm wired so that I can lead from a place of authenticity and transparency to a level of, of capacity that I would not have thought possible 10 years ago. But it starts with understanding who you are and how you're wired. That's why one of the first things I do with my coaching clients is we do some assessments to start nailing down and determining their wiring. Because if they're not leading authentically from who they are, if they're trying to lead from who they think they should be, that's not going to be helpful. They're never going to hit their capacity at that point. So that, that's, been a, that's been a big learning for me. Another one was the fact that, you know, and this this may be a little morbid for some of your, your, your viewers and listeners, but, you know, one day somebody else is going to sit in the chair you sit in at work. Somebody else is going to have the title that you have. Then what? Yeah. Stephen Covey tells us to start with the, the end in mind. Knowing that one day somebody else is going to sit where you sit and have the title that you have. What, what, what's going to be the most important thing then? Well, you get to build that now. You get to choose to build that now. I want to build a foundation so that when that day comes and I walk away from the office for the last time and I step out of that role for the last time, not only have I handed something to somebody else that's stronger and better than it was when I got it, but the things that are most important to me are there. So how do you how do you stay up to date with the latest trends and developments in leadership and coaching? Mm, I read a lot. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was about I to ask you, to read, have you read every single one of those books behind you? <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, the, the one directly behind me, that shelf is, is a lot of reference material, but the one to my left, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're good. My two read stack is in front of me underneath my desk. And, and so that's, that's where I pull from these days. The, 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 the important thing is that you never stop learning and growing. Um, so I read a lot. Uh, I attend conferences and workshops and seminars just like anybody else. Uh, and I try to learn from people intentionally that are farther down the road than I am in a certain area. So every year there'll be, a, you know, two or three areas that I want to intentionally grow in this year. Well, I'm going to find somebody who's really good at that. And maybe I can interview them for my podcast, or maybe I can go and buy them lunch or buy them coffee and just say, hey, I, I would love to just pick your brain for a little bit. And I'm going to come with questions ready. I want to honor their time. Yeah. And, and I just, I want to learn from them because if there's somebody who's farther down the road than I am, then they have seen ditches that I haven't gotten to yet. And maybe they can help me avoid them. So I don't drive into them. Um, that's valuable to me. So I want to be intentional in doing that. And by picking two or three areas a year, then it's not like, you know, the entirety of leadership I want to get better at this year. Okay, that's that's fantastic. It's also incredibly broad and unachievable. Let's pick two or three areas and let's focus there. Yeah, and that that's makes, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense to focus. Like you said, why would you, if you want to say, I want to excel at everything, but like you said, it's it's difficult. So pick on two or three things, like you said, that you need that you know that you need work on, and focus on those skills. Absolutely, I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah. So, all right. So now tell us a little something about your latest book, uh, Catalytic Leadership. Sure. So I published this last year, uh, and what I what I tried to capture in this book was the principles that I've seen that are consistent threads across so many of the coaching conversations that I've had over the last twenty plus years. 
you know, whether it, it is somebody in government service or, or, or a C-suite or a solopreneur or somebody who's just getting something off the ground even, or in the academic space or military, what are leadership principles and challenges that really cross all of those? And so in the book, what I've done is capture 12 keys that I think help define what it means to be catalytic in your leadership in these areas and these principles that I think can make a difference. What I've tried to do is, is craft the book in such a way that it feels like you and I are sitting across the table having coffee. It's very conversational. My goal is for it to be accessible to anybody, no matter where they are in their leadership journey, but also helpful no matter where you are in your leadership journey. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely. I'm definitely. I got to definitely pick, add that to my collection. So I will be adding it. Well, I'd love to hear what you think. Oh, I'll, I'll let you know once I, I'm, this weekend, I order it, and I, once I get once I read it, I'll I'll, I'll definitely leave you a review and I'll let you know. I appreciate it. So how can how can listen? To, okay, so now the time is of the show where you get to uh, share. Just plug away that uh, let people know where they can find you, how they can get a hold of you, and yeah. the solo screen. And here you go. So if you'd like to, to learn more about the coaching that I do with leaders, uh, you can go to catalyticleadership.net. That gives you more information about who I am, the coaching that I provide. You can sign up for my weekly email newsletter that goes out every Monday. It tells you the books that I'm currently reading, what I'm currently learning, some quotes that have stood out to me for my reading that week, and a story or a resource that I think you might find helpful. For your listeners, I would love to offer a free copy of my book, Catalytic Leadership. If you go to catalyticleadershipbook.com, you can get a copy sent to you directly if you're willing to pay the shipping so I can get it to you. I will be paying for the shipping so I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. I'd love to. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Thank you. Thank you for being a guest on the show. I, I greatly appreciate it. But I got one more question. Yeah. What what piece of advice would you give someone who just who's just starting their leadership journey? Mm. Don't be intimidated by the mass of the mountain in front of you. Leadership is is intimidating when you're just starting out because there's so much you feel like you don't know. Don't let what you don't know stop you from taking your first steps. Start where you are, not where you think you should be. Take a step, read a book, read an article, listen to a podcast, begin to learn and grow. That compounds over time. Investing in yourself like that, choosing to learn and grow from other people, from their journeys. What that's going to do is that's going to compound over time. And 20 years from now, you're going to be so glad you started that journey because you're going to be a better leader. And the people on your team are going to thank you for investing in yourself today. Awesome. Awesome. Once again, I, I greatly appreciate you being on the show. This has been great. Um, I, had a, I had a really good time, man. Thank you so much for, for being a guest, man. Thanks for having uh, me. It's been an honor, man. I, I really enjoyed this too. Uh, I, I enjoy podcasting so much. Um, and within the last year, I've been having some amazing guests. Just people that are here to just that have so much knowledge and that are willing to share it. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's do this. Let's let's put it out there. So thank you for for spending your time with us. I greatly appreciate it. It's been my honor having you on the show. 
don't leave just yet. Let me just close out the show and we can chat a little bit off the air. Sounds great. All right. Let me go. Let me get the solo screen now and do my shout outs. All right. Big shout out to my real wise fam. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Brandy J, Poppy J. Love you. Uh, Facebook user, I don't know who you are, but I'll check later. And uh, thank you for stopping by. What's up to my man, Ben, from the BS3 Network, which we air live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. So catch us there. Um, big shout out to the to the boss, Lady Fina. Greatly appreciate you, baby, and, and everything you do for me. Big shout out to our guest, William Attaway, for coming through and and just having a great conversation. He really dropped some gems. So I hope everybody out there listening learned something from it. It was um, some great topics. I, I had a great time with him on the show. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Peace out.